0: Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm your host, Alex Score. I'm here with our other host, Lance. Let me see. Corporate freebie psycho. That's my name. You got to fill us in about that in a yeah. little bit. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about some graph in folder <laughs> 328. <laughs> Apparently, it's good. I have a very question discussion question about uh, buying property. Uh, that I want to go over with you and then talk about billings. And then we have a very special guest reading two reads. Wow. It's going to be huge. Wow. It's going to be awesome. But before that, let's pay the bills. Pay the bills. And, <clears throat> you know, everyone has uh, their own aspirations, right? Falls down into a bunch of different categories. A lot of it, the categories are providing for your family, right? Providing for college, for your kids. Yep. Uh, providing for retirement, emergency, stuff like that. And there's also the fun things too, you know, vacations, uh, living in the house that you want. Hey, maybe I want a steak. Maybe you want a steak. Oh, good eats. And then there's doing all that while doing work that's meaningful and mm. not soul sucking. Yeah. Right. Gotta the do answer that. That to that is profit. Really? And running an efficient firm where you get those clients, where things are mo- r- running smooth, where you have the time to breathe and enjoy life. So go to buildabetterco.com, buildabetterco.com. Watch our five steps to increase your profit or email me at akg at f9 productions.com
1: duratherm defines a cat the category of all wood completely custom hardwood windows and doors that deliver on your architect vision and everyone knows it that is why they refuse to rest in their laurels and while duratherm brand is built upon their expertise in wood windows they are proud to announce the introduction of a clad exterior feature for their windows learn more at DurathermWindow.com. and last but certainly not least our cat Com. Can't find the product data you're looking for. You might be using the wrong search engine. Broad searches result in consumer products, out-of-date information, and websites that hide or don't have the information you're looking for. If you need specifications, CAD, BIM, RCAT.com is your search engine. Find and download the up-to-date data you need fast. RCAT.com is free and requires no registration. So try RCAT today. That's A-R-C-A-T-C-A-T.com. A-R-C-A-T.com. Al Gore, back to you. Billings continue to soften.
0: Uh, Architect's Billing Index for October came in at 44.3, slightly mm. from September's score. Even worse? Of 44.8. So 50 would be baseline. So it, 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 it's definitely going down. I called Jerry uh, Boland. Shout
1: out Jerry. Two days ago, I was walking around uh, no. the supermarket and asking him some questions about details and other things. and yep. He's like, I don't even want to look at the AIA buildings right now.
0: Really? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even do it. <laughs> and the difference in this uh, note rather than when we've talked about it before was sometimes they'd say billings go down and it'd be negative 0.5. But if it was above 50, that means that the you were still growing yeah. from previous months, but not as fast. This is not only are you below previous months, but it's below the below of before previous months. All that made sense. I'm so sure you sorted it out in your brain. Uh Oh, (laughs) here we go. From our favorite chief economist, Kermit Kermit Baker. This report indicates not only a decrease in billings at firm, but also a reduction in the number of clients exploring and committing to new projects, which could potentially impact future billings. The soft conditions were evident across the entire country as well as across all major non-residential building sectors. Um, I heard Nashville is doing fine. Um, But other than that, you know I'm sure there's pockets of greatness here we go Here's we've a graph. got a so we've got a graph up for all the terrestrial listeners let me just
1: read the headline of it if I could yeah uh, yeah more firms reported decreased billings since September but the graph is showing a couple different things up top inquiries inquiries have dipped bigly in quarter four which is kind of crappy Ours have actually went up um, I know it's always a mixed bag and then there's then the billings are way way down but uh, yeah it certainly looks like we're heading into a weird down cycle i do have some good news uh once you kind of finish this one if you click on the next article in the show notes i'll show you
0: yep just seeing uh if you look across they're down everywhere wow the northeast and the west west is wow 40 that's where we're at al we are in the west Yep, in northeast uh honestly one of the reasons why our inquiries and stuff are going up is because uh we manage a better business Build a, co. <laughs> <laughs> build a better Build a better build a better business co. build a better B- business. Build a better company. Build, build a better co.com. Buildabetterco.com. Co. Check it out. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to the next link for you, Lance. Yeah,
1: please do that. Yeah, I just added it. So I, I so I saw this and I meant to add it to the show notes earlier. Uh, so while Al is copying and pasting it in with Fed, likely done hiking rates. Waller flags pivot ahead. So I don't know if you saw this, but I saw I saw murmurs of it too in that the in the fed is now signaling that they may finally reduce
0: rates in the spring of 2024 oh, in the spring wow that's good i've always been here in the fall of, of or the summer of 2024 yeah that's good because the moment they even do a quarter point it just unleashes a whole bunch the, of psychological thank energy thank you thank you exactly it's a
1: psychological game for the most part people are, are who have been waiting and waiting and waiting to buy Induced st- buy homes in particular, or or even pull the trigger on like that that HELOC or refinance to to build whatever addition they're going to do, remodel to their house, all that kind of stuff, their business and all that. It's just then they're going to feel like they got a deal. People just don't want to feel like they're ripped off.
0: Okay, <clears throat> what you want to make a prediction?
1: I don't, but you do.
0: <laughs> I know you do, which is all good. Our prediction, Gore. Uh, this isn't this one isn't a strong one like I have before. Yeah. Uh if the Gaza-Israeli war concludes mm-hmm. um, before the end of February and also the Russian-Ukraine war, which in all likelihood it could. It's just stubbornness on both sides. It's sort of like a revisit of Vietnam where people are just dying needlessly for longer than needs to. Yeah. The, the The borders are, are set. This is actually a prediction that I'm pretty pretty confident on. The Donbass region down to Crimea will probably remain russian for the foreseeable future. So, it is what it is. Unless you want to just throw human people at walls of bullets, which I don't think logical people want to do. Yeah. Anyways, if those two end, and they do a quarter point, uh, everything to the moon. Everything to the moon. uh, Look. Fear speculation here. It'll be an election year.
1: Right? 2024. So... The people in power want to stay in power. They're going to want to have some some kind of good news. Because more often than not, if the economy doesn't work out, I do need that. But I, I want to switch quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, More often than not, statistically, if you look at the histor- history and historical graphs and all that data, the
0: people in power want the economy to at least look good. That's why my prediction is actually only 50-50. Meaning... If the powers that be Mm -hmm. have enough power to make all that happen and and want the current regime to stick in office, even if they just pass the torch to Gavin Newsom at the convention, then they will make that happen. Right. Right. If the powers that be don't want that to happen, then don't keep the interest rates where they are. Everyone hates the government Keep the war going. Everyone's on both sides of that. So, it mean, no one's happy with because it's not a solution either way. So, that's why it, it's, it's literally 50-50 in my book, whether those three things happen or not. And the weird thing is, is it's a fight for who is quote-unquote president. Yeah. Weird. Playing, playing with people's futures and lives over over a vote game. Yep. That's Fun. That's what it boils down to. Okay. okay. Where we so, going to pull up? So, so, we talked about billings continue to soften and then sorry, you went to real estate And you gave us that uh, Fed might decrease in spring. Yeah. Okay. Here's a a tweet I saw from Alan Corey. He's the real estate maximalist. So just know he's a maximalist in real estate. So he's probably biased. Here's the statement I want everyone's thoughts on. I would rather buy a 300,000 property with an 8% rate today uh, than the same property at 350K with a 4.5% rate last year. This is the market we are in and it's time to buy. When rates drop, the house will go up to 350 and I can refinance to a lower rate, instant 50K equity. Agree? Disagree? Discuss? Lance, discuss with yourself.
1: Uh, I would rather buy a 300K property with 8% rate today than the same property at 300 Nope. I would rather just buy the property. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time. I would, I would rather buy the property when I can buy the property. Done. Done. Like It, it actually doesn't matter. All he's doing is playing semantics. The value is going to be the, the value is the same. I, I don't see the I don't see the proposition being different at all. Do you? Like it's a it's a fun it's a fun mental trick that he just did, and I think he's trying to like, Alan, if you're listening. I realize it's you. Everybody wants to have hey, everybody wants to be six foot one like out like Lance and an IQ of one thirty seven and beautiful. I get it,
0: <laughs> but you know you're just playing mental gymnastics. No, no. It, so th- this this is. Uh, this is the point i wanted to get to okay. and and uh so it, it, he's incorrect like you should have had 350
1: you should have bought it at 350 for the lower well, rate well okay
0: actually here's why not it's because you paid for that equity where now he's saying he's getting the free equity here's the trade off you're playing with the notion that rates will go down and that you can refinance to get that 50k equity i do agree that it's basically a wash right because right now you're doing yeah. a risk game yeah. for that 50K in equity yeah. where the other one is more of like a guaranteed and you can rent that out and blah, blah, blah. But the point being, everyone thinks everything is terrible right now for real estate and that it was great a year ago. And he's saying, you're in the same position. You're exactly. in the same position, yeah. essentially.
1: Yeah. I'm just teasing Alan. and you're probably, yeah. you, you look all right. but but yes you're in the same position that's the point i just think it's always if you can look if you can afford to buy property i don't know if it's a bad idea almost ever it's just a seesaw every single time i mean there was this uh right now we just rented out one of our uh investment properties me and al this last month or two commanded the highest rent ever and and so so our neighbors who are also investors in that way so like you're, it's a, it's, it's a back and forth. It just matters if you cash is king and if you can get the liquid to buy property, do it. It is what it is. Unless there's a giant, crazy cat- catastrophic population adjustment in wherever we're at, you know, another plague or whatever. But like it, it, I don't see rents going down. I don't see they're not making more houses. It's it just that that's where you're at in the system. Okay. Our good friends at monograph, <clears throat> um, I saw this on the LinkedIn, and I thought it was fantastic. You can get this full report for free at monograph.com forward slash risk report. And what I've got here up on the screen is I'm going to read some of these to Al. Okay. So they have an architecture and engineering recession-proof cheat sheet. I love it. We're in a recession. Here we go. Okay, let's see if it's – yep. Okay. So number one, they're number one. Uh, goal or thing you should do on the cheat sheet is, number one, get face-to-face with your clients. Go back to the basics for business development with informal in-person networking like lunches and dinners to stay informed about how the economy could impact your clients and project pipeline. That's from Hannah Brown, SHRMSCP, business management consultant. Agree, Al?
0: 100% agree. Have you been doing that? Oh, yeah. I've So... I know. I'm, le- I'm leading you here. <laughs> if you were in our course, you would know the system for getting leads. <laughs> I just had another, uh, uh, another contractor that I emailed, and there was a specific way that I emailed and made a l- little video, and there's a program, and there's a system to it, and I track it because we want to get better, and we want to improve what works, what doesn't work, blah, 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 blah. He said, hey, thanks for reaching out. Great video. My son is helping me. Run the day-to-day. I included him on this email. I trust he will reach out and talk to you next week. Beautiful. Yep. Yep. Get out there.
1: Number two, prioritize your long-term reputation. Be intentional about your business development and marketing. Invest in your long-term reputation with clients by avoiding the temptation to negotiate for short-term financial gain and by building relationships even before there is a project. Uh, Mariati Hohari Blackwell, AIA. Managing Principal of Marlon Blackwell Architects, very prominent firm. Uh, I would 100% agree. Get those five-star reviews going. It's a big deal. I mean, I'll tell you what. There are many instances, and I don't know if Al talks about this in his course. I bet he does, though, that uh, where you can trade the the short-term financial gain for a long-term reputation bump. And we we I've we've done this in, in multiple different ways. I'll give you two. I'll give you two hints and how how we how, our two ideas for how to do it. Let's say you could send a final bill for like five hundred dollars of, of additional services because they had some kind, the, the client had some kind of last minute change, or the city had some kind of last minute change. Instead instead of going for the five hundred bucks, what if you said, Hey, I we um, we're happy to make we were happy to make this change, and you know what? We're gonna do it gratis. In exchange for a five-star review, boom, there's your five-star review. You just bought a five-star review. Uh, we have uh, one of our insurance agents. He reached out to me recently and said, hey, I want to finish my basement. And he was kind of like beating around the bush about like, well, I'm like, well, so do you, you want us to design it, right? And he's like, he's like, well, yeah. And I think they think they are just architects are going to be crazy expensive. And I go, all right, no problem. How about this? You've been a longtime uh, friend. You do all of our insurance. We'll just we'll just we'll just tackle that for you in exchange for a five star review from you and your wife. If we or if we earned it. Boom. Got got that. Two yep. two excellent examples. Number three, put yourself in your client's shoes. Oh, I'm being empathetic. Think think like your client. Look outside uh, your world for bigger issues that you can solve and find a way to help others. Building design is not just what a building looks like, it's what it's what it is, how it operates, its context and community, and what it gives back to.
0: Okay. Uh, that's a ca- I have a caveat on that. Beautiful. The only way that you're actually going to know is poof, go back to number one and get face-to-face with them and ask them what their issues are.
1: And one of the other only ways is you need to consider maybe building something
0: yourself and developing it once in your life. And, and the reason why I say it's a caveat is because I have had many people come to me with their solutions of what they think I need and i my face maybe has like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, this is what you think I need? <laughs> like, I and, and and you're talking for 10 minutes yeah. and, and play. I have to go. That is of no use to me whatsoever. Yeah, could, Thanks for spending all your time thinking about and talking up a solution to how you're going to help me on contract negotiations. Like, no, yeah. stop. Number
1: four, help your staff think like the owners. Quote, develop a futures council to focus on what's next, including a wide group of people from a cross-section of the firm, not just owners with the diverse points of view. What do you think of that? How how would a futures council? It sounds like some (coughs) hippy-dippy DEI nonsense. I
0: don't know if I have a personal take on this, but I have uh, HOK, the book that Patrick McLaney Mm -hmm. uh, wrote, talked about how it helped his firm. And it wasn't a future (laughs) council. What they did is... Um, people. <laughs> they res, uh, restricted stock to only active people, because they didn't want just money people dictating what the firm was doing or getting the hard work and the money By that active, the firm you mean made. People that are doing the work. Yep. Yeah. And then taking the stock dividends and just profiting from yeah. it, right? Because it conflicts of interest. So you can buy in, and then <clears throat> especially, and then literally when you retire, like you, you have (coughs) to sell, but that's not what I'm getting to. If you did buy in, then they would expand the board and I'm sure there had to be a different percentage of it and they would have quarterly board meetings. So now people had, could that had some stock had buy-in literally to the company and buy-in and how it operates and what happens. So like this future councils, Seems like a uh a hippie way to say, Oh, you wanna put people it, it seems like a lie. I mean I'm I'm sure on these we've had it seems, one, it committees seems like a facade. How about yep. that? A fake. Committees suck. Committees suck, and I'll say it again. Yeah. Stop with committees, put someone in charge yes. of something, have them be responsible for getting it done. If they need people to help them, then people will form up or you'll mandate that people form up to help them. So Uh, a council seems like a committee, so screw that. And then a board though is slightly different. (coughs) You might say it's a committee. That's fine, but you literally have to have skin in the game to kind of be on the board. So now you're making decisions that matter and just don't put things to committee once you decide on action points. Number five, develop a cadence of communication. Get in the habit of
1: daily, weekly, and monthly check-ins to see where your staff are in terms of mindset, how happy
0: they are with their job and what their ambitions are. Al, I see you just bursting at the seams over there. If you you are a mid-sized firm, meaning over like 10 people in the architecture industry, push-up time. And if you don't invest in buildbettercompany.com and get a systematic way to do this communication, and improve your firm and become lean, you are throwing money into the fire. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm extremely biased. Yeah. You are throwing money into the fire. Yeah.
1: Number six, focus mentorship on early career staff. Nurture young graduates within one to five years experience by being more intentional about mentorship and cultivating a diverse talent pool. Uh, the only thing I don't like about that is this whole push for diversity. like why like why are you pushing for that? Like is it diversity through strength, the real definition of it is is are you do you have multiple uh, perspectives, perspectives, but no, no, but typologies that is your firm doing multiple typologies and and extending past just doing architecture, doing consulting, do you have a podcast, all, all of these things that we preach and everything today? The nurturing, though I hundred percent agree with, I think, I think the biggest, one of the biggest learning lessons that Al and I have learned lately is we have this, I keep making this analogy to, we have a layered cake at F9, F14 even, all the companies, in that Al and I are the CEOs, we're the spearheads, (coughs) then we have senior staff, then we have what I was describing to Jake the other day, it was like, we do have like a middle staff member, we have junior staff, and then we have entry level staff. And what Al and I are doing is with the entry level staff is we are training them directly, so like we're bookending the whole thing, and our senior staff is has 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 then have had a much better time working with and, tr- and not training but like uh, managing junior level staff in that kind of way. I think if you if you can, I just can't think of a better leadership position, you know, approach than. If if you're like us, I mean, we're a small firm, only eight architects, but we're going from Al and I are mentoring the newest guy mm-hmm. in yep. that kind of way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number seven, use technology to increase efficiency. We do that all the time. Streamline the business side of your firm. Use QuickBooks and Monograph, of hey, course, <laughs> to get the low-hanging fruit. A couple other uh, pieces of software I highly recommend for everybody to increase efficiency. Calendly, 100%. Yeah. Try to get the Calendly app. Toggle, be tracking all of your time. Try to have a project tracker like we do that everybody has access to so everybody sees what they're doing. Meet, meet once a week. Al, what other ones would you?
0: No, in? no. Th- those are all great. I think Monograph might have some of those in them. Just mm. wanted to point that oh, out. Oh, got
1: it. Uh, utilize historical data to inform future performance. <clears throat> Use your past timesheets and data to, to write realistic proposals. Agreed. Yep. How are you going to do that, though, unless you don't have a piece of software like Monograph? Or or whatever you're tracking for time to be able to see. Yep. Oh hey, we we did this project for X. It worked. The economy softened. Maybe we got to reduce our fees. Can we reduce our fees? Still maintain the profit? If you're not organizing that way, I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Measure the impact of your number nine. Measure the impact of your time. Track the investments you are making with clean and interconnected records about your projects, people, time, and money. Again, monograph. Probably check those guys out. Number ten: Review and respond to the impacts of inflation. Yep. Adjust for inflation on an annual basis, not just in your rates, but also in your contracts. Include the potential need for additional services like value engineering because of the impact of inflation on construction costs. What if? They, what if? What if? Though Al, the inflation is so bad, and the Federal Reserve increases the interest rates so much that it pushes the economy down, and then billings are down year, month over month over month, and you are, you know you're in a recession, even though CNN says we're not. Can you still raise your rates or what do you have to do?
0: Okay. Uh, Yes, you can still raise your rates and how you need to do that is you need to create a marketing apparatus that operates on a couple different levels, which is your storefront, your inbound marketing, your outbound marketing that gets so many people going through your door that you can't fit everyone. Then you can pick the clients and the projects that you like to stick your hand out. Bring them through the door mm-hmm. and be on the good side of the equation there. Yeah. Number 11,
1: forecast cash flow to anticipate future needs. Shore up as much cash as possible. This will help firms weather the uncertainty in the long yes. run and the short run. But you got to have something to track it. You got to have either monograph. You got to have the QuickBooks. You got to have something to be able to, that software that helps you anticipate cash flow. Very, very critical. Al and I have been really, really honed in on financials this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think it was because we just started really tag teaming it. Like we are watching it like a hawk. We're having Penny, our bookkeeper uh, update their financials within like a couple days after we're done a billing. Yep. So after uh, a the month. Yep. Yep. And all of that. Uh, it's a lot of work, but like, man, you just got to be keen to it. Like you're running a good ship. How about this? CEOs, people who principals who are running small firms, you are running a tight ship. If you know, where you're at financially every single month and projecting into every single and every single next month, hundred percent. Like if you are keen on exactly like where things are going, and if you're got new people coming in, like we just talked about, if you are the one actually mentoring them and steering them in the right direction, and you don't have to worry about the middle of your cake, you're crushing it.
0: Yeah, that's and where you got to be. This kind of relates back to the first the first read. Um, right now, F nine is probably at. Uh, Peak peak cash reserves, you know, pretty much probably within 10 percent of peak, peak cash reserves ever of the whole firm, which is great. Uh, and it goes back to, okay, you're running a great firm, but what does that mean? That means you're not overly stressed. That means that you're able to take vacations Al looks to great him. today. His it's beard like is on point.: It's on point. Um, it means you're able to save up for your family. all those things that we talked about. That's, it's, it's a holistic approach. It's not just about the money, it's about what the money does for your life.
1: You free yourself from anxiety. Number 12. Establish regular financial practices. Track collections periods. Follow up with clients. Proactively establish other periodic rhythms to reduce the time it takes to convert invoices to cash. Absolutely. 100%. Anyway, so again, you can download this full report for free at monograph.com forward slash risk report. They did not pay us to do that. I just really like those guys and I appreciate everything they do. What do we got next, Al?
0: I think we have... Our special guest, am I, am, I, am I wrong? Ah, no, you are not. I'll, I'll pull him up here, Mr. Elon Musk. Wow. Apology tour, if you will. That were, this had been said online, there was all of the criticism, there was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. Go yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. If you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. How do you think then about... <laughs> so, attaboy, Elon? What if Bob Iger wasn't in the in the room if he that'd wasn't be, no if he was it'd yeah. be hilarious i thought
1: he was that's oh. what they said okay perfect yeah yeah that wasn't a joke like he i'm pretty sure he thought he was in there ceo of disney yes 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 uh okay well is and then uh we have uh, elon joined us twice today
0: wow and what i see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil Fuck them i i cannot stress how much that is in our culture right now yeah it is. It is. It is absolutely crazy that I don't. I mean, we could go into a, a whole rant of it, but it the fact that people only get on 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 sides and can't see solutions. And know what? Let's make this easy. Okay. Congress. Yeah. All of you. All except of you. for Thomas Massey, but keep on. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. It's just you're terrible human beings, terrible human beings, you're terrible human beings and like, oh, I'm successful. I'm nice. I have a great family. I have a whole bunch of friends, but stuff like that. You're literally driving us off a cliff for your own political game and you're following in line with that and you don't have enough guts to stand up and do what's right. Yeah. All of you. All of you.
1: Wake up. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. If you like this episode and you want to leave us five or review, I would highly appreciate that. If you want to send me some gifts, you know where to find me. Email me at lmc at f9productions.com. You can obviously find our address, and we will see you next adventure. Woo! Wait, actually, we will see you next episode. Wow. <laughs> the fishing is crossing <laughs> over. <laughs>
0: <Next adventure. laughs>